Wake and take, baby. We're awake and take. We're awake. Oh, yes. I got to get get my hair fixed here. I gotta, oh, this. I couldn't wait to do this. Bring the coffee in. Ooh. Mmm. Mmm. Coffee in. Talk, uh, talk a little Quentin Johnston with everybody. Did, did you think that the, the Podfather was going to do wake and take? Uh, because I, I did actually fall asleep. I fell asleep last night. Uh, my, my wife wanted to uh, watch the morning show on Apple with me. And I said, okay, right? And I was like, okay, there's a football game on. I really should be watching this football game. I really should. But she's like, please, can we watch the morning show? It's a good show. I was like, okay, we'll watch the morning show. Fine, okay? Well, I'll, I'll do this for you, right? This is a football evening, and I'm, I'm watching the morning show, and I fell asleep. I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm sure it's a very good show. I just I couldn't I couldn't do it I couldn't I couldn't pay attention. Um, love Reese Willerspoon though she's cool, right? She's cool, right? But uh, so I fell asleep. So I didn't know what happened. I didn't know who won the game. Chargers, Cowboys, didn't know, right? So this this is perfect, right? And then we have Quinton Johnston, and I left my hairs. You know what? Why don't we just why don't we just give we just give bedhead? We could do bedhead today. Right, so we get bedhead in the morning. So I wake up in the morning. I I do not know what happened. Okay, I do. I got my Belichick. See my Belichick uh, uh, cutoff hoodie here. This is uh, this is uh, in tribute to the most overrated coach in the history of the NFL. Okay, now I'm not going to get off track. I almost got off track right there. You saw me. I got. I, I was almost off track. It was so close to being. I was so close to being off track, but I didn't get off track. I did not get off track. We're not going to talk about Belichick and how he should be starting Malik Cunningham and just you know, all the young guys, and he should be fired and they should move on as quick as possible and get the best traffic. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No, we're not. We need to talk about Quinton Johnston. Quinton Johnston is a mess. Quinton Johnston is a total and complete bust. And there were fantasy analysts, and they know who they are, who were comparing him to Jamar Chase, saying, I can't believe that you're fixating. Imagine, imagine fixating on his drops. Imagine focusing on a player, elite player like Quinton Johnston. Imagine focusing on his drops. Imagine, imagine. Remember, remember, remember all those drops from Jamar Chase, right? Remember Jamar Chase? You can't, you can't, you can't talk about all the drops. This is no, this is Jamar Chase. Ah! So I wake up this morning, again, not knowing, assuming, right? I think I, uh, I think I watched through uh, at least a, a quarter and a half, right? I assumed at one point we get no Mike Williams. Mike Williams out, right? Mike Williams not playing. Mike Williams torn ACL, won't play for the rest of the year. And then they have a bye week. So you're like, okay, here we go. We get the bye week, right? We got the foot. We got a football here, right? We got a football. We got a bye week. All right, Quinton Johnston. We're gonna get this figured out, okay? We're going to get you running the right routes. Oh, no. 
We're gonna get you running the right routes. We're gonna get we're gonna get you on the right page, same page as Justin Herbert. We're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna get you we're gonna get you right, buddy. You're a first round pick, right? So and and you had the greatest ratio of yards per team pass attempt divided by yards after the catch per team pass attempt in the history of the of the NCAA or something there was something about yards after the catch per team pass attempt with air yards somehow there was a metric that someone created that showed that Quinton Johnson was the best receiver in the history of college football and that's what uh, it, see so there, there are there are uh, pseudo analytics analysts right pseudo data scientists on Twitter all over the and these are the ones that are coming out hey you, you don't you know don't you know about these metrics these these yards after the catch per team pass attempt where Quinton Johnston was the best ever you don't you didn't know there was a whole Reddit thread about Quinton Johnson and how he's the best. And Fusu Vu liked him. <laughs> Fusu Vu! Ah! Oh, Fusu! Oh, God, Fusu! Well, you, you know, just when you think that Fusu has been as wrong as you could ever be, he's wronger, right? And then you're like, okay, this is the year that Fusuvu balls, you know, get, gets real, you know, balls himself up, hides under the desk, and is never seen from again. Just crawls, slinks away, just crawls away, just getting as low to the ground as possible, and just, you know, and and I could see him just, you know, crawling through, you know, mud, right, uh, and, and just just to just to make sure no one can see him. Like n- not even like uh, infrared, right? He's just he's so afraid of being detected because he's been so wrong, and that you you would and we, he just he's gone. You'd never see him again. It's just he's a ghost. You think that this is the year for for Fusu? That this is it? Right, he's been he's been had his stopwatch out. Right, he has his stopwatch. With he has the the. Do we have a stopwatch? I think I might have a stopwatch. Oh, do we have a stopwatch? It's somewhere. Oh, I've got it in here. Oh, not prepared. I wasn't prepared to talk about Fusu and his stopwatch. Record. He's recording the tape of Quentin Johnston at TCU. Watching back the tape of the broadcast, and he's got the stopwatch. He's like, this guy runs faster than a 4.5. He's not actually slow. I was told 4.37, 4.38, maybe, at most. At, you know, at his slowest, he's a 4.4 flat. Not a 4.5? Quinton Johnston? No, man, this guy, elite speed. Did you see him at TCU? Did you see him against the, the Big 12? Oh, my God. Right, I I don't know. I I saw him drop a bunch of passes in the Big Twelve. I saw him be invisible in a lot of games in the Big Twelve, and then we we 
We got the reports from this pro day. He dropped three beautiful deep balls in a row from Duggan. Or Duggan. Or Dugan. Do something, Quinton. Just do something out there. And he didn't. He did nothing. Two targets, no yards. I just, this feels so good. I, just, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't even know why. I've never done this before. Hey, hey, we've got two things going on here. This is a bust alert, a bust alert, a bust alert. I've never had both noisemakers activated at the same time. And I've never been this right. I've never, this is a first round pick. That, again, the pseudo-metrics community absolutely loved, loved Quinton Johnson. Just loved him. Couldn't, like, again, better than Jamar Chase. Greatest yards after the catch per team pass attempt per uh, air yard ever, right? And, And I just, I'm waiting. I've been waiting. I've been checking Twitter. Right? I, I, but where is the apology? Are they going to say they're sorry? Are they going to say, I'm sorry that I, I was insisting on drafting Quinton Johnson and explaining how you guys are so wrong and shaming the Podfather? Because I said, bust, 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 before he ever took an NFL snap, said, this is what a bust looks like. And then I, I, I went to, to, to X now, Twitter, or X, and I laid out his 20 comps from the Player Profiler database. And it was Justin Hunter. And, and it was, you know, uh, Jalen Strong and Martavis Bryant and Dante Moncrief and Stephen Hill. And just go, it was just down the board, Tommy Streeter. Right. And then, the, 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 but then, then I said, oh, well, what about, what about Tommy Streeter? And they said, well, Podfather, you don't understand. A lot of the guys you're listing. Now, again, I also listed Josh Doxson. I listed Jalen Rager. Okay. They just happen to you know, be TCU. <laughs> I mean, just not a big deal. Like, the, my, my position was, this guy is definitely going to bust, and it's there's no doubt about it. And that Zay Flowers is definitely going to hit, and there's no doubt about it. And I don't know where, I don't know how, I, I don't know how, if, if it would be possible to be more right. I've never been this right. It's why we have two different megaphones, two different megaphones out at the same time. I mean, how can you be more right than this? I mean, you can't be more right. I mean, this is the best thing. Never in the history of my life has a guy busting so hard been just so fulfilling and filled me with just so much joy. Watching Quentin Johnston do nothing was just the best. It's just the best. It's unbelievable. And to see, oh, my God, the counselor. The counselor was telling you, you got to get Quinton Johnson. He's the best guy. The best guy in the middle rounds. <laughs> you got to get him. Ah! It's just... 
<laughs> frauds. Just frauds. If you go, th this is the fraud test. This is the fraud test. You go back through all the analysts who had Quinton Johnson as a top three receiver in this class. Just say top three. Not even number one. Most people had Qu Jackson Smith and Jigba. Right then, then Jordan Addison, that was very common. And then, really, this is where the rubber meets the road. Where do you have Zay Flowers and then maybe other receivers? No, no, no way, no way. I mean, we, we like Marvin Mims, Jaden Reed, all these other guys. Like, hey, these guys are better. Okay, not Mingo, right? Mingo, Mingo, Quinton Johnston. Right, but some of these other second round receivers, particularly Reed, oh, Michael Wilson, right? So many. Right. So I'd not have Quinton Johnston in my top five receivers. Okay. But let's just put that aside. Let's say top three. Top three or top two. Right? Especially number one. So the first thing you do is you find every analyst that had Quinton Johnston as their number one receiver in this class, that person is a fraud. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're looking at. They're just winging it. They have no idea. Okay. And then after that, then you can start to use that if they had the number two or number three. They did, but this is the great litmus test. This. The Quinton Johnston litmus test. This is it. Because it was all there. If you focus on the right details... And this is not just a, this is not just the metrics. Yes, I know all the metrics said this guy's going to bust. 20 deep of of bust comps on his profile, right? On on the data analysis tool and player profile, okay? It goes 20 deep. Right? So that's why I was so sure. Okay? But also, I was open to the fact that maybe maybe this guy has these like like football skills that are not available in the numbers in the metrics so talk to alex dunlap from roster watch who was at the pro day and said what are scouts saying about quinton johnson what did you see at the pro day and all alex could do was shake his head all alex could do was say he's not a guy that's what alex said to me he said he's not a guy he's not a guy he's not a guy for the league He's not, he, he was, he was, you know, had the, the worst body language, was not making any plays, was dropping passes, demoralizing everybody around. It was just, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. It was like watching some, like watching a kid, you know, in a play, forget their lines and you're in the crowd and you're just like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. This is just, I can't even bear to watch this. This is, I'm, I'm embarrassed and I'm not even the kid's parent. You feel so bad. The kid must be just, it's nauseating. The pro day was nauseating. So I said, okay. Okay, so all the numbers that we care about are pointing to bust. And then we check it against the humans and say, hey, is there some human analysis here that is not in the data just to make just to just we just need to double check our work. Just we're, we have to we have to double validate before I go out and I say this player is a bust before he takes an NFL snap and he's drafted in the first round. 
You need to check your work. You need to double verify. You know, I'm calling sources. I'm like, hey, guys, are we sure? And everybody's like, yes. The people I trust bust. Oh, my God. This is so great. This is amazing. I can't believe it. You got to understand. I expected something. I expected to look up in the morning, you know, hair disheveled, getting my coffee, looking at the scores, looking at the bot, looking at the advanced stats, looking at the usage, expecting to see, you know, Everett with five catches and 30 yards for a touchdown, something, something, you know, at least you're expecting, you know, I was expecting four targets coming off of buys, four targets, he catches two passes, you know, 25 yards, maybe a random touchdown somehow, bailout touchdown that somehow people can get excited about, feel, you know, oh, you got a touchdown. But to just nothing, nothing, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert had more receiving yards than Quentin Johnston. Think about that for a second. And the draft capital mob, good luck. Good luck, draft capital mob. Good luck. Good luck. We're going to talk to Kyle Dvorak this week on the Mind of Mansion show, and we're talking about draft capital because I can't remember a year where draft capital meant less. Think about the wide receivers that are exceeding expectations. Puka Nakua, Michael Wilson, Tank Dell. These were not players drafted in the first 60 picks. This is amazing. Amazing. Okay? Amazing. Because every year, every year, it's a perpetual lament. You've listened to the show, you listen to my show, my podcast, whatever it is, for the last, you know, been on almost a decade. And I'm feeling that decade, by the way. It's been the thing I've talked about over and over and over, more than anything else, is how overrated draft capital is. Pukunakua was the 43rd pick in the fifth round. And he's going to break records for rookie receiving production. That's am- and he also in his in, he 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 rolls up his his sleeves. That's how you know he's good, right? He cuts off his his sleeves of his jersey. That's how you know he's good, right? <laughs> but think about it. Let, let's let's look at let's look at the first round. Let's look at the first round of the of the of the NFL draft. Here we go. Here's the first round of the NFL draft. You read? Look at this. Look at this. Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. See, these are the genius. You people think that NFL front offices have all this access to data that we don't have. You're wrong. Okay? They actually pay attention to a lot more data that isn't predictive at all. It's just narrative-driven, rumory, even rumor-driven. Oh, I heard I heard about a, 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 a play this kid made and it was amazing. Right? That's that's the that's what gets these guys drafted. You don't you don't understand 
just how backwards so many of these teams still are. And I know they're investing in the analytics departments. I know they are, right? The Eagles are leading the way. They're doing analytics on nutrition. They're doing analytics on strength and conditioning, on hydration, everything. And I and and the Eagles are going to be in the Super Bowl every year for an extended period of time. And we'll see. We'll see how long it takes for the NFL to fully catch up. They are investing. You see job openings. You see people getting hired by NFL teams for the analytics department. And scouting analytics is becoming more and more of a, of a thing, right? So, yet, there's been no improvement. None. I mean, look at this. Look at how can you draft Bryce Young, 5'9", system quarterback from Alabama, how can you draft that guy over C.J. Stroud? That makes no sense. How can you draft him over Anthony Richardson? It's ridiculous. Because, because he scored well in this S2 test? Who said the S2 test is predictive? Nobody! It hasn't been proven to be predictive. It's brand new. So until you means test something as predictive, how can you use it as the number one criteria for making a decision? It makes no sense to give up all these picks and D.J. Moore. For Christ, what are you doing? Just remember this. This is the Atlanta Falcons drafted a running back, right? Who I actually think is now it's time to trade for B. John Robinson in seasonal leagues. I think he's reached a low point. He's, he's, he's going to be one of the most productive. He already is, but he's going to be top five fantasy running back this year if not top three and with Christian McCaffrey injured could be the number one overall fantasy running back that's still in B. John Robinson's range of outcomes I love him for fantasy but drafting him at pick eight is so backwards so absurd Jameer Gibbs where are you look at Jameer Gibbs look at some of these picks the Miami Dolphins forfeited their pick Because the the uh, top equity holder was bribing coaches, allegedly, to, to lose games on purpose. Look at the Chargers drafting Quinton Johnson, a pick before Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison. I'm not saying you had to take Zay Flowers. I'm not saying you had to know Zay Flowers, even though he had the best dominator rating. I'm not saying you had to draft Zay Flowers, but at least you got to go Jordan Addison there. Jordan Addison's playing in your city. He's down the street. You, I'm sure you've seen him and talked to him more than any other wide receiver on the board. How did you not just draft Jordan Addison as a replacement, the long-term replacement for Keenan Allen? It makes no sense. Look at Dalton Kincaid. How do you draft Dalton Kincaid over Anton Harrison? Nolan Smith. Makes no sense. Look, when, look at the second round. Look who they drafted Dalton Kincaid over. They drafted Dalton Kincaid over, oh, Steve Avila. Right? I'm not saying you had to go and know that Laporta was going to be this much better than Kincaid. Right? You shouldn't be drafting a tight end in this spot anyway. Should have been drafted a Steve Avila. Should have been drafted a Nolan Smith. A Joey Porter. Like that, that's the right move. 
right? A super solid player that you know is going to be a contributor. Not like, oh, we don't know if he's athletic. We think he is. He was injured throughout the process. We're going to take him in the first round. Look at the tight end that went in the first round versus what we've seen from Laporta, what we're now seeing from Michael Mayer, the leading receiver for the Raiders last week, and Luke Musgrave, who could be, you know, five years from now, the best of all of them. He certainly has the the best size-adjusted athleticism. Look where Jonathan Mingo went. Ahead of Jaden Reed. Ahead of Rashi Rice. Ahead of Marvin Mims. What are you doing? In a fantasy league, you need to be aggressively trying to acquire Rashi Rice. Aggressively. Aggressively. We keep going. We keep going. There's Nathaniel Dell. We'll keep going. Now, here we go. Here we go. Look who is, look at this. Look at this. Look at these two picks. Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman. From where? Tennessee. One of these pop gun offenses, right? One of these air raid, you know, Texas Tech style offenses. Jalen Hyatt is going to have every opportunity this week against Washington. And if he face plants this week against Washington with very little target competition in that wide receiver room, then we could just mark him as a bust and move on. The NFL drafted these two guys over Josh Downs, but in particular, we have to keep scrolling and keep scrolling and keep scrolling to the guy that they all should have been drafted and circled, Michael Wilson, right here. It's ridiculous. And they'll go, the, look at, look, go back a year. We can go back a year. Look at this. Drake London, great pick. Garrett Wilson, great pick. Chris Olave, great pick. Great. Great job. But guess what? The guy that was actually the, 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 the highest rated recruit and all he did was produce early in his career at Georgia was George Pickens. Look who got drafted before George Pickens. Jamison Williams, drafted before George Pickens. Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks. Let's see who else. Let's just see who else went before George Pickens. George Pickens is is a, a laser light show, and he was at Georgia as a, fr- a true freshman. This was not a secret that he was the next A.J. Green. Wandale Robinson. John Mechie. I like John Mechie. I, I love the story. But where he was drafted didn't make any sense. Tyquan Thornton, where is he? Tyquan Thornton went, okay, Bill Belichick, why are you hopefully going to get fired before the season and just shame walked out of the building? This. You did this. You did this, Bill. You You took Tyquan Thornton over George Pickens. That is indefensible. Indefensible. So enough with the draft capital. Enough. Enough, enough, enough. When you see these Dalton Kincaids and these Jameer Gibbs steamed up, I mean, I thought where Jameer Gibbs was going third round that I was crazy. I was I was crazy. I said, I don't understand. We talk, I talked to Billy in the Dominator show about this over and over again. Talked to Theo about this. Why? 
what what is the what is the thesis behind Jameer Gibbs over David Montgomery? David Montgomery's going fifth, sixth round. Look at all these great zero RB choices we have: Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne, David Montgomery. I mean, the list goes on and on. DeAndre Swift. If if you're if you if you're just profile agnostic and you're just going off ADP, you're just saying, hey, I'm going to draft running backs in this zone. Everyone from Travis Etienne all the way through to James Conner, I'm going to just be drafting all of them. Some of them are not going to hit. Clearly, in that zone, those running backs have projection fragility. But damn, a lot of the dead zone backs were actually the alive zone. Right? They were very much alive. I mean, this was the greatest year for the dead zone in the history. And that was the whole reason to go zero RB. It's like, why wouldn't you go zero RB? The dead zone's awesome. And fantasy gamers all have lost their minds. Going Jameer Gibbs three rounds, four rounds ahead of David Montgomery. That makes no sense. Guy hasn't taken an NFL snap yet, and he's not going to be the primary back. What are we doing? What is this? Oh, but Christian McCaffrey. Okay. <laughs> what? Right? Right. Comer- C- Copping Jameer Gibbs to Christian McCaffrey is the equivalent. It is. It is the one-for-one equivalent of comparing Quinton Johnston to Jamar Chase. They're not comparable. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. But this this is it. I mean... Th- once and for all, forever, we have proven. I mean, it's every year, but it's every year by degrees. This year, though, for I mean, it won't, we won't get a better proof point year for how draft capital and the overrating of draft capital, which is the overrating of NFL front offices and their ability to diagnose talent to identify and evaluate the best players from the college ranks who will then make the leap to the NFL ranks, the NFL sucks at projecting college players to the NFL. The front office, they stink at it. They st- and that is the greatest source of leverage that we as fantasy gamers have. So whenever someone leads off with the draft capital, leads off with this team, the Chargers loved Quinton Johnston. And he has Justin Herbert. Okay, so Justin Herbert played the whole game. He played the whole game. And, but, and I was told that because of Justin Herbert, well, Quinton Johnston, he's, he's going to hit no matter what anyway. Even if he's not efficient... Because it's Justin Herbert, he'll elevate him. Two targets, zero yards. Okay? Because the Chargers front office liked him, then there's there's a lot of information we don't have, right? That player profile is not available there. Podfather's unaware of all these things. And but but Fusu has it because he has his stopwatch watching the broadcast, but I'm I'm unaware, right? Nonsense. We know more than them. You have to understand this. Once you have the confidence 
to know and understand that your talent evaluation, if you're focusing on the right details and you're truly analytics-based, your evaluations are likely to be better than these NFL teams that have all these biases swirling around them that we're unaware of that are infecting how they draft. I can't explain how Wandale Robinson and Tyquan Thornton get drafted ahead of George Pickens. What I know is I was in Las Vegas broadcasting it live when it happened, and I lost my fucking mind. I didn't understand it. And it happens all the time. All the time. Right? That's why I could say, set your watch by it. Half of these wide receivers in this first round are going to bust. Right? I always say that. And you're like, oh, no, no. And no one, not a single analyst, would put their name on a, a receiver in the first round this year that they thought would bust. No one would put their name on it. And I'm like, well, it's, it's easy. I'm going to say Quentin Johnston, and he's definitely a bust. Can you do that? Who do you like the least? Well, I, you know, uh, you got four guys. Pick one. They all are not going to hit. What are you so afraid of? Right? It's like, it's a crisis of confidence that so many fantasy analysts have and fantasy players have. If you trust yourself and your ability to evaluate that uh, David Montgomery is actually going to outscore Jameer Gibbs this year. Yes, I know that the other fantasy gamers believe you're wildly wrong about that. But it's just kind of obvious. And sometimes instead of doubting yourself, oh, how could the NFL not love Michael Wilson? How could he go in the the late third round where Quinton Johnston goes in the first round? I don't understand this. He's very much like Quinton Johnston. He has the same size, right? He He's going to play the same role in the NFL, but he's just more athletic and better in every way. Why? Why? Am I missing something? What, I, what you need to walk away from this show is knowing you're not missing anything. And it's the best way to exploit value in fantasy football drafts is to factor it just just factor in draft capital 50% of what the public is factoring in and you'll be successful